All right, welcome back to the big program. 10.02 in Edmonton and area. Uh, Sports 14.40, Kevin Karius, David Schlemko with us on a Wednesday morning. It's kind of a little gray out there. It's maybe weird to talk a little golf, Dave, but I know that you're a big golfer and we were talking about it off the top in the Ryder Cup. Starts uh, this week in uh, Spain. How much will you keep an eye on that? It's tough to watch with the time change, time zone, and early morning matches, etc. But how much will you uh, watch that? I'll watch as much as I can. Um, it does make it tough with the time change, but um, I think I was looking on the weekend. There you are putting it in prime time. So as long as you can mm-hmm. stay off social media <laughs> and just be a hobbit in your basement and not listen to anybody. That, that's tough, though. That is tough. Um, Might have to do that for the last day. Uh, Luke Donald is the coach of the European team, uh, but having said, uh, pardon me, the captain, captain, not the coach, the captain. But they also have five vice captains, uh, which is now there are almost as many captains and vice captains as players. All right. Um, I mean, I, I assume, are you pulling for the Americans to win over Europe, or do you have an allegiance here? Yeah, I feel like I usually pull for the Americans at the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup. If there's some Canadians on there, I'll, I'll pull for the President's Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as players on the European team, and before we get to the American team, uh, guys that probably want to keep an eye on uh, that have had very good years, Tommy Fleetwood had came on at the end of the year. Uh, Terrell Hatton also came on at the end of the year. They've got some wonderful players. Uh, Justin Rose is always a good match play player. And then they've got probably the two studs would be John Rahm and, and Rory McIlroy. Um, do you have favorite golfers? Who do you watch, on say, on the European side? Yeah, I'm a big Rombo fan. I think playing at home is going to even give them a little more extra juice there. Um yeah, they're American guys. I like watching Terrell Hatton too. Okay. Yeah, I just I like his fire out there. You never you never have to wonder what he's thinking out on the course. Um, the American squad: Zach Johnson is captain. Uh, they too have five vice captains: Steve Stricker, Davis Love the Third, who have been previous captains: Davis Love the Third, Jim Furyk, Fred Couples, and Stuart Sink. Um. Does it feel weird, I mean, not to have like a, a Tiger Woods, you know, because he was such a prominent uh, player for so many years because he played at the top of his game. And, you know, it's not like he dominated at the Ryder Cup with his yeah, record over the past, you know, but he did draw the eyeballs. Yeah. So a little different. So um, where do you, who do you like on uh, Team USA? I like on the U.S. Um, you got guys, well, Brooks Kepka. Um, Kepka's is in there. Max Homa's another guy that's kind of, you he's, know, he's been hit and miss this year at times. But yeah, he's really heated up over yeah. the last few years, though. Um, um, is Morikawa on there? Yeah, uh, Morikawa's on there, of he's course. a uh, very solid player. A, a guy that had a real quiet year is Wyndham Clark. Yeah, you he, know, uh, he won. Though. He won uh, a major. Uh, Ricky Fowler. Now, what do you think about Ricky Fowler? Because there's a guy that... It's, That's but, the flyer pick right there. <laughs> and Jordan Spieth. These guys always seem, for some reason, to up their game in match play. And uh, interesting interesting players. Uh, Brian Harmon, how about that? 
you gotta like you gotta like the Brian Harmon pick, little guy. Um, I think Ricky's a huge flyer. I know he's won again, but he hasn't had the best record over the past few years. I don't think he has quite the magic that Justin Speed or Jordan Speed has. Jordan Speed, yeah. Just to make those crazy kind of chip in shots when you really need one. Uh, maybe. What about Justin Thomas? Off and on year again. Sometimes when he's playing well, he's lights out. Other times, hard to see. Another questionable pick, I think. But I, I like the pick. He's got a lot of fire in him, and he seems like a super competitive, almost like Tiger-esque yeah. compete with him. Um, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, this guy's just been yeah. unbelievable since he came onto the scene. If he could figure out his putter... I see him going undefeated. Hey, Duke, can you find a little bit of a schedule as far as, I mean, they're trying to pump up the Junior Ryder Cup as well. A couple of websites I'm on, it's very difficult to kind of see exactly. Um, and I always like, you know, the first news conference too. You got, you know, the captains when they say and we're, then they're going to pick so-and-so is going up against them. They think that it's a big strategy going and stuff like that. Yeah, With the time cool. change, Duke, is there, I mean, is it? It's different. It is. Different format. So match-wise, I don't know if there's been anything put out for actually, yeah. like, players um, specifically, but, like, starting on Friday, it starts with the foursomes yeah. um, and then uh, into the after. Um, like, I think alternating shot mm-hmm. is four in the morning and then afternoon is some four-ball matches. Uh, then same thing the next day and then into Sunday, some single matchups. Yeah, for sure. Uh, stuff too. But, yeah, I don't know if they've actually put out the... They, they don't do that until it would be probably Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing too is that just with the time change, I'm just kind of wondering exactly... When we're looking at that, I believe about one thirty in the morning, roughly our time, if I uh, remember from what I read the other day correctly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, Guy that I really like that's hot right now is Victor Hovland. You like Vic, tricky Vicky. Um, Smashes the ball. <laughs> never seems to not be smiling. Yeah. Um, He's been doing uh, nothing but winning lately. We were talking about nineteen ninety nine yesterday at Brookline. Probably the most, uh, yeah, it's in the top for sure. Uh, maybe if the number one Ryder Cup ever uh, at Brookline, Justin Leonard made the putt. So that you putt. remember that. You remember that. I remember that putt, yeah. yeah. Even as a kid, for sure, watching the watching the whole American squad rush the green. Uh, Jose Maria Othabo, though, had a putt yet. That's what the big stink was. So the yeah the Europeans yeah. Jose Maria Olazabal had a about a twenty five putt to have the hole. Didn't get a chance. Well, he got a chance after they cleared the green, and there were probably about seven thousand spike marks on it. Oh, they um, want him to roll the green again before he hits putt. <laughs> wow, I don't think they should have <laughs> rushed the green. Uh, I, I I think it wasn't super classy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> The sportsmanship was off. And ever since then, now, you know, I mean, you hear the USA chants, and I mean, when it's in the States, you hear it's, oh, it's just ongoing. And then the ole ole in Europe, it's just uh, one after another. Uh, okay, Oilers uh, back at it today. Uh, Schlemmer, Vancouver Canucks here tonight. Uh, their third exhibition game of the preseason. Uh, they lost to 2-1 to the Jets in a shootout and then a 5 nothing in Winnipeg. Uh, former Edmonton Oil King Laurent Brassois with the shutout. So um, do you think we'll see a lot more? And Speck talked about it a little, little bit earlier this morning. How many 
you know, regulars, stars are we going to see tonight? How do you think uh, Jay Woodcroft is going to put this lineup out? I think you're going to see a few more veteran guys, especially after losing your first couple. I mean, preseason is not the end of the world, but uh, I remember my first year in Montreal, I think we went one and seven or one and eight. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't get the fans too excited about uh, the team going into the season. You want to you wanna at least show something, show you've had a good camp, show the boys are ready to go. So um, I'm assuming, I don't, and I don't know, but I'm assuming he's going to throw in a few stars or at, at least a veteran-heavy team. Uh, did you always find that uh, you were playing more on the road than at home? in preseason or did it mix it up or what uh definitely as a young guy um when i was in phoenix we played a lot of split squad games with like uh la and anaheim so you kind of get to do both hey what did you make of uh the nhl going to australia for a couple games this last weekend i mean it looked really cool on tv (laughs) especially that goal uh cooley scored there wow that was pretty sick but um, for the players, that's a that's a long way to go. <laughs> I mean, I remember my my rookie year, we were still doing the Premier Series, and we went to uh, Czech Republic for it was actually our first two regular season games, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit of a struggle coming back from that and jumping right into a normal schedule. So, just hoping the guys have time to kind of get back and get their legs under them. What was that like when you went to Czech? Oh, it was amazing. How long were you guys there? I want to say about a week. Mm-hmm. Practiced for a bit. Uh, played an exhibition game in Riga, Latvia, against the KHL team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, had a couple of games against the Bruins. I guess both of our teams had uh, had a lot of checks. I think that's the way they did it. Uh, text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 We've got a couple more with Biz Nasty. I don't even know if we can probably can't put them on the air i don't think they do so but thanks for the the text that were coming in um man he's quite the polarizing figure when you think about everything that uh what he's accomplished in in the broadcasting end of it and the social media and and, uh he has a lot of followers a lot of people notice his stuff for sure um how do you see the rest of the uh oilers preseason like when you when you have the so many such a condensed schedule there's really no practice time, except for the team. Okay, so today the 10:30 uh, going on the ice will be the, the the guys that are playing tonight. 10:40 at the downtown community arena will be the non-game players. So, um, what would those guys be working on today that the players in the 10:30 skate wouldn't be working on? Well, video has to be such a tool now, too, right? Um, I think the Oilers are fortunate in the way that they blow up their team. They already have a good team. So it's more showing the video to the new guys, getting them through enough reps and practice that everyone's on the same page. And honestly, say for maybe three or four teams, most teams play pretty similar systems. So I would say it's more getting on the ice and, and finding that chemistry with your D partner or your line mates or what have you. When you say that most teams play the same system, can you kind of explain that uh, a little deeper dive on that? Well, a variation of a system, right? A variation of a one, two, two or a one, three, one, or lots of teams will 
go two one two on three dots, middle dots, and your offensive blue line dots. A lot of breakouts are the same. A lot of bumps coming out the weak side. A lot of reverses coming out the strong side. Every team will have their own flavor on a few mm-hmm. different things, but it's it's a copycat league, right? Yeah, it's how well you execute it. Uh, and you, we're going to have a baseball guest coming up uh, in uh, just after after the break. You've been following the Jays, following American League Wild Card. Uh, what are your thoughts oh, on in the merry-go-round? Yeah, <laughs> it seems like the, the Jays. They always. They hype you up and yeah. they get you going and exactly. they, they lay it down. <laughs> well, we're going to talk to Shai Davidi from uh, Rogers Sportsnet uh, when we come back. And uh, the Jays uh, will be playing the New York Yankees uh, once again tonight. Uh, then uh, one more against the Pinstripers and then three against Tampa. And really, it could be off the Tampa both teams could take the same flight. Uh, very good chance they could be playing each other in the uh, first round of the playoffs. This is uh, the Kevin Carey Show with uh, co-host on Wednesdays, David Schlemko on Sports 1440. All right, coming up to 1020 in Edmonton, time to talk a little bit of baseball. Toronto Blue Jays in action once again tonight against the New York Yankees. Lost uh, last night a tough one, 2-0, uh, and it was a very close game up until the uh, ninth inning. Let's uh, welcome in uh, Shai Davidi from Rogers uh, Sportsnet. Rogers uh, with a, a dominating performance uh, on the uh, broadcast last night. Uh, Shai, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate your time, and uh, you're with uh, Kevin Carries and David Schlemko this morning. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, no problem, guys. Uh, so what did you make of last night's game, Shy? I mean, Kevin Gosman, it's almost like they wasted a, a pitching performance because he was uh, really, really locked in. Uh, what did you think of uh, his performance last night? Yeah, I mean, both Kevin Gosman and Michael King were really, really good. And, uh, you know, Michael King is not a guy that is probably getting the recognition that he deserves. I've been watching him as a reliever for the Yankees for the past few years and been super impressed by him. And, he now is a starter. His stuff is just playing and uh, a, really a tremendous talent. So no surprise there that runs were at a premium. And, and you know, Kevin Gosman uh, matched him zero for zero, and it was all really good. So uh, the problem was there just weren't a, a lot of opportunities to score there. And so, uh, yeah, definitely a tough night. Uh, umpire Malachi mm-hmm. Moore's strike zone left uh, a lot of hitters frustrated on both teams, but especially on the Blue Jays. One pivotal at bat there might have been the difference of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. punch out yeah. uh, with the bases loaded in the third inning there uh, on a pitch that definitely looked like it was pretty clearly out of the zone. And if that one goes different, the, the whole night probably goes different for the Jays too. So uh, that's sometimes sometimes you get baseballed and think the Blue Jays got a little baseballed yesterday. Yeah, Shai Davidi's our guest. Kerry is Schlemko, Sports 1440. Um, that at bat, uh, you know, I think it was, uh, it was a 3-0 count, correct, uh, on Vladimir? Vladdy G and then three straight strikes that he didn't swing a pitch, swing at a bat, swing a bat. Yeah, at a well, pitch. I mean, I think the, fir- the, the first two strikes were the first yeah. two, uh, you know, they're definitely in the zone, but they're not pitches that you want to swing at if you're up in the count, yeah. if you don't have to, because you're not going to do a lot with them. And so, you know, the, the border, the tough thing is, you know, that, that last one is it's right j- just off the outer edge. And, you know, Michael King is doing a nice job in that game of uh, really just dominating. But he also, you know, took advantage of the zone a little bit. I think Austin Wells 
was mm-hmm. was certainly doing his part to to frame pitches and pull pull some pitches from outside the zone into the zone. And, and so, you know, I think the, that's part of the challenge that hitters face. I, I talked to George Springer after the game about it. And it's, you know, do you adjust? Do, do you veer from your approach and from your zone based on what the umpire is doing? Yeah. Or do you need to kind of just lock in? And, you know, his mindset is there are times where, you know, you just got to stay locked in. And, you know, if that's the way it plays out, that's the way it plays out. Uh, on the flip side of that, you know, there uh, are times where even if it's outside the zone, just put the ball in play and see what happens. And maybe with the three-two count there, you know, I know I know it's a run if he takes a pitch, mm-hmm. but or in theory it's a run if he takes a pitch. But you know, maybe at that point in time, you're just trying to take it out of the umpire's hands and, and trying to do some damage there. I think that's mm-hmm. that's sort of the the coin flip of where the Blue Jays were. Uh, with Shai Davidi, a crazy stat at home with the Blue Jays batting like under 150 with the bases loaded. Uh, how can you explain that? Is it possible? Yeah, it's just just weird. I mean, there are a lot of weird stats around the Blue Jays this year. And, you know, I, I don't – if there were obvious explanations, then, you know, they would have worked to change them and address them. So it, it's sometimes you get these weird years where these things happen. On the flip side, you might have a year where you bat like 385 with the bases loaded. And so the Blue Jays are on that end. But, you know, there's just so many unusual numbers around this team. Uh, You know, I did a piece on Monday looking into how the new dimensions affected the field. And the... Even though there's been a net gain of 29 home runs uh, because of the dimensions of the stadium, uh, it's still around 24th in the majors uh, in total home runs at the ballpark. And in terms of run scores, it was second last. And that's not what you'd expect from the Rogers Center. So a, a a lot of curious numbers, a lot of curious play around this team all season. It's been part of the narrative. And, you know, that's just another one for the list. Hey, Shy, Dave Schlemko here. Um, What's up? Yeah. So, uh, hey, Shy. Um, just wondering uh, what's been going on with the bats all year. You know, we kind of expect this Jays team to be an offensive team, and it seems like they just can't get streaking ever. It's uh, up for a bit, down for a bit. Is there, do you see any reason to that? Has there been some... In, nagging injury trouble that we don't know about. I mean, this has been an ongoing discussion point all season long, and you know nobody has a real answer for it. And you know, some guys are maybe a little bit banged up. Vladdy, we obviously saw him last week miss some time with the knee. He's been dealing with that since May. Right. But is that the re- is that a reason why? Uh, you know, there's. Certainly been a loss of power in the lineup with trading away to Oscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and not maybe as much power as might have been expected from Dalton Varsho and Brendan Belt in in return. So that's that's part of it. Is it some batting order things? Is it some execution? Is it the ballpark? Is it league? Is it approach? I mean, you name it, it's been discussed. And, you know, sometimes baseball is just dumb. And uh, I think there's variance within every year. There's variance in performance. You see a lot of guys who are maybe off a little bit their career numbers or haven't quite made their projections. But, you know, if I look at it, 
I, I see pretty good contact generally. I see pretty good approaches. Mm-hmm. I see pretty good at bats, but it, it just hasn't added up. And so I, I think the Blue Jays have devoted a huge number of man hours to trying to figure this out to thus far without success. And maybe it's just this is the identity of this team a little bit and that they just have to grind to score. Uh, we're with uh, Shai Davidi, Rogers Sportsnet, uh, on Sports 1440, Carrie Schlempko. Your article was c- kind of fascinating on the uh, the configurations and, and everything going on, uh, Shai, that you had a couple of days ago. I was going to get to that before you did, but, um, I mean, at the start of the year, everyone just assumed that there were going to be home runs galore hit in this ballpark, and for some reason... It hasn't happened. I mean, is it? Is there something with airflow a little bit, or is there anything else? And then can you kind of look towards next year and what they're going to be doing with kind of the second phase of this uh, reconfiguration and and not not necessarily the fence, but everything else in the seats and things like that? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a theory, right? Where, you know, the reconfiguration of the outfield has changed some of the air patterns. I, I don't know, like... I'm hesitant to put too much stock into anything based on one year of data. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that I, if, if I had the resources to do, I, you know, I think it would be really good to study over time what similar exit velos and launch angles, like has the distance that ball has been traveling, you know, ver- varied widely mm-hmm. uh, between, you know, over time. And, you know, if you're getting similar points of contact off similar pitches, and again, off the off the bat in a similar fashion, is that changing? But anecdotally, and based on what we have, it does seem to be playing smaller. And I think part of it could be balls. You know, like in 2021, the, all the teams started putting the baseballs into humidors. There's yeah. obviously been a lot of conversation about different baseballs. On 2019, the balls were noticeably juiced and that led to a, a, a spike in home runs and that has tailored tapered off a little bit since. So maybe that's a piece of it. There are a lot of theories. I, I don't know that there's any definitive answer yet. Uh, it's definitely a trend worth watching though, because this is a ballpark that has long been considered one of the better places to hit around the major leagues. And it certainly hasn't been that this season. And the numbers are, are pretty stark year over year though that those those stats can be noisy but they're also too significant to ignore and dismiss as nothing as well yeah i mean vladimir girl just 26 home runs on the year um and for a while there he, he only had a few at home which was befuddling no one could understand it um tonight the yankees go with uh, garrett cole uh, Jose Barrios for the Blue Jays, uh, another good pitching matchup. But, I mean, Cole has just been a beast again. And uh, what, what do you make of how he's pitched, obviously, in, in the American League Cy Young conversation uh, once again? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the Cy Young favorite, yeah. I would think. And uh, perhaps he locks it up with uh, another good outing tonight. Uh, but even if he doesn't, I, I don't – I at least me personally, and I don't have a vote this year, but uh, I'm not sure who else has got a, a great case for it. So, uh, or as good, mm-hmm. a strong case as he does. So, uh, you know, dominant season from a dominant pitcher. He's one of the most complete pitchers in baseball. He's, if you're going to sort of put together a prototype, it's probably him. You know, maybe it's uh, maybe Max Scherzer from a couple of years ago uh, is, is in that running too. But, 
there, you know, Derek Cole is just about everything you want. So uh, definitely an opportunity to watch one of the best pitchers of this era go at it, and the Blue Jays will have their hands full with him. Uh, our text line again, not a lot of Vlad, Vladimir Guerrero fans, unfortunately, in Edmonton, uh, uh, shy. Uh, Vladdy not in swing mode on 3-1 count is wild. Uh, can't hit a home run if you don't swing the bat. Um, I mean, is this just a, a one-off on this season for Vladdy? Or, I mean, did we see some signs of this? Or where do you see the big Blue Jays first baseman moving forward here? Yeah, I mean, he's one of the most talented hitters in baseball. And I like that he's not chasing at 3-1. Uh, I think that it's a good sign that he's not expanding his zone and trying to hit pitches that aren't what he wants to hit. And that if he sticks with that approach over time, he'll do a ton of damage with that. And there have been times this season where out of his desire to win, I think he's expanded a little bit and tried to force the issue. It's something that he's admitted that he's, you know, fought at times in his career because he wants to make an impact so badly. Uh, I, I, I think that it's obviously, it's understandable that people are frustrated with him. Everybody wants more from him. But dude's almost got 30 homers and 100 RBIs. Uh, he's posted almost every day this season. When he hasn't played, it's because he's had either wrist or knee issues. Yeah. And, you know, I, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. And the numbers may not show that, but, you know, you could say the same thing about or people in Atlanta were saying similar things about Ronald Acuna last year. And, you know, how do those people feel about those comments a year later? So, you know, Vlad, Vladimir Career Jr. could have just precisely that type of jump in performance. Uh, and again, it, it's been a, a good season. It's maybe not a great season, maybe not an MVP caliber season. But I think to a man in that clubhouse, they when the game's on the line, they want the bat in Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shai Davidi, uh, Roger Sportsnet, is our guest uh, on Sports 1440. Uh, how do you see the... the I guess five games left uh, for the Jays, and uh, how do you see the, the the final week of the season going down in the in the American League Wild Card? Well, I mean the math is pretty straightforward, right? Some combination right now of either three Blue Jay wins or uh, Blue Jay wins and Mariners losses totaling four, and they're in. And so I uh, think the only question now is, you know, they're getting the second Wild Card or they're getting the third one, and that's one that uh, will probably come down pretty close to the wire, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the path is pretty set for them. They did their heavy lifting the past couple weeks. And right now it's uh, just get it done. And so it's going to be, again, tough task for them tonight with, with Garrett Cole. And the more, the, but the, if they can get to him and, you know, steal this one, then, you know, they'll be in a pretty stress-free spot for the rest of the week. Yeah, so going back tonight, what do you think the game plan is against a pitcher like Cole? Uh, do you change that in any way? Are you playing some small ball? Are you stealing bags, hitting runs, or just trying to beat them our way? I think it's just taking whatever the game presents to you, right? If there's an opportunity to, you know, you don't just play small ball for the sake of playing small ball, Um there has to be an opportunity to make that exploitable. And so uh, they'll, you know, every hitter will have his own individual plan against Garrett Cole, what pitch he's trying, what pitch he's trying to hit and what zone, uh, what he's trying to hunt for, what he's trying to accomplish in each individual at bat. And then, 
whatever the game presents, then the Blue Jays get after it that way. And that's really what Blue Jays have done a good job of over the past couple of weeks, is just taking advantage of whatever is available in a, on a given night and not trying to force the issue. So with, with Garrett Cole, in, uh, in an ideal world, you're trying to run up his pitch count so you get him out there, get him out of the game as quickly as possible. Uh, that's not always possible because, again, he's pretty good. And right. that's, uh, that, that's, that's why dudes dominate the major leagues. Yeah. One last one for you, Shai. Uh, is it a safe bet, a good bet uh, after the series with Tampa Bay that those two teams, the Jays and Tampa, head back down south uh, for a first-round uh, playoff matchup? Well, I mean, it's looking that way, right? But it's uh, it's been such a topsy-turvy uh, few weeks that who knows? Right, like right now, uh, you know, or a couple of days ago, it looked like the Astros were locked in and yeah. uh, they're going to cruise past uh, the Mariners into the into one of the wild card spots, and then here comes Seattle now, and uh, now they're just a half game back of Houston, and uh, Heat's on there, and they they'll have a tough task this weekend as they got four after four games left with uh, the Rangers, mm-hmm. but. You know that it's it's unlike, super unlikely, but maybe Seattle if Seattle runs the table and Texas struggles a little bit, then uh, all of a sudden Seattle could still win that win the AL West. That's just how crazy it is. So uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I I'm not. Although I've got some travel plans booked, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not very committed. Everything is refundable because. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you don't know. I mean, it, it, Tampa Bay certainly looks like the matchup right now, but you know, this is uh, this has been a wild ride, and I don't expect it to get any less wild this week. Well, uh, Shy, thanks for this. We enjoy your um, in-game reports and all your writing that you do uh, with uh, the Blue Jays, and um, look forward to that uh, this weekend and uh, into the playoffs. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Shy. All right, take care, guys. Uh, that's Shai Davidi from Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, just wanted to let you know that the uh, Oilers game day group is starting to take the ice. Uh, several reports coming in. Uh, could be a long night for the Vancouver Canucks. It could be a tough one. Uh, beat writers and uh, reporters down there, including uh, Reed Wilkins, will give him credit. So it looks like McDavid between Kane and Brown, R&H, Dreisaitl and Hyman together. Um, that's top six. That's it's not bad, uh, not bad. And then uh, Skinner's in the home net. Campbell at the other end. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll have probably a few more details as we kind of wrap up the show. But I mean, Vancouver got pounded by uh, uh, Calgary ten nothing. It's going to be uh, could be a long night for a, a tough look. Yeah, for a road team uh, in a preseason game. So uh, back to wrap things up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Right after the break, Duke. Is this uh, you're going in for a little? Uh, Fast Eddie here for the forecast coming up in Edmonton. Is that what you're all about here or what? It's not looking great if you're hoping to uh, get out for a round of golf here no. the rest of this week. But, I mean, hey, I guess that might depend on how uh, what kind of type of conditions you're willing to play in. Growing yeah. up on the farm, I could almost only go golfing uh, in the summer when it was raining because that's when we couldn't be in the field, right? Yeah. So if, uh, you'd hope for a nice little morning mist, at least uh, you know need the sun to come out in the afternoon to dry the, the hay swaths <laughs> off, get out there and play a quick nine at the local Muni course in Delburn and then uh, back out to the field in the afternoon. Maybe you got to get Schlemmer out to the, the, the family plot out in Delburn for just to get in on some chores. 
Schlemmer, you up for that or what? Sure. All right. Well, looking at this guy's arms, he could he, he could throw some bales. That's for sure. So get him out there and put him to work. <laughs> are you talking alfalfa bales or what are we looking at here? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Let's get gotta, those. Got to feed those goats and ever, uh, yeah. all winter long with the little square square bales. You truck bales, Schlemmer. Back in the day, did you go to any farms and do that? I lived on a farm at my bill. It's actually just outside of Med Hat. So you were you're well well versed <coughs> immersed in the farm life. I got made to do some chores once in a while. Well, uh, I don't know if you're ever in the position, like Duke was talking about, that he was going to apply for that uh, reality TV show, Farming for Love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen, Duke, but we're looking forward to it. So, uh, beat reporters down at Rogers right now as the uh, main group, the team that's playing tonight, uh, sending out some lines or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Even spec... uh, Sends out a strong Oilers lineup tonight. 97, 29, entire first power play unit. Looks like Skinner starts. Uh, Tony Brar from Oilers TV. So Kane, McDavid, Brown, RNH, Dreisaitl, Hyman. Um, man, if you're a young defenseman, an AHL defenseman from Vancouver, that you know in the early part of the preseason, that you know you're probably going to play a game like this, it's kind of uh, a little intimidating. Schlemmer, what do you think? Yeah, it's a little scary. It's a little scary <laughs> a little playing bit. against uh, 97 and 29 on any night. I don't care if you're a rookie or an AHL or a, a, a veteran. Uh, if you've got a text uh, who you think you would like to see tonight that's we haven't mentioned, send it our way. Uh, 1-833-401-1440. Oilers take on Vancouver tonight. It's the Oilers' third game of the preseason. Still looking for their first uh, win. Also, uh, tomorrow night is uh, week number four of the NFL. Um, gets underway. Green Bay, Detroit. Uh, there was one game that I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, Sunday, one o'clock is uh, the Bills and Dolphins. Miami three and zero after uh, putting up a seventy spot on um, Denver. Denver and Buffalo. You know, after losing the season opener, has kind of rebounded. That is the CBS game of the week. You know it's a big game when they bring out the big hitters. Um, Raheem Mostard has, has six rushing TDs already. Tyreek Hill has four uh, TDs. A quick sidebar here. I went next door, Duke, in one of our breaks uh, to, K9, um, to K97, and apparently they got some sound of Tyreek Hill um, Telling, telling. Have you heard it? I heard it. How do you hear all this? You heard heard it on on their show. I heard it on the way in this one. Well, (laughs) uh, we can't put it on this show, but it's Tyreek Hill talking about what he wants to be, what profession he would like after football. And so, if if we can't put it on our show, I think you can kind of probably think what he what he'd like to be doing. So. So yeah, like Evan says next door. A movie right? star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a movie star, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe in George Costanza world, we can maybe kind of throw that way. Uh, Miami Buffalo. Uh, did you kind of watch any of that Miami game, Schlemmer, uh, last week against Denver? Yeah, it was an absolute blowout. Yeah. Uh, well, besides an absolute blowout, what did you see? That's a lot of offense. Um, going against Buffalo this week, though, I don't know. Josh Allen, he wasn't too happy about his week one performance. No. It's very good in week two. I think it's going to be a good game. 
That's probably the top game, I think, when you're looking at the AFC East. Uh, Duke, you're going to touch on a fair bit, I guess. Uh, waiver wires coming up uh, after last night. Anything go crazy that you saw in your leagues for fantasy frenzy coming up with you and? Uh, former Roshep T-Bird. Connor Halley. Uh, no, yeah, we, we had a nice roundtable discussion talking waiver wire yesterday with uh, Gavin Taranek from the Oiler, uh, Oilers Nation and the Nation Network and then our very own Declan Freddy Krueger, as you call him, from yes. the lowdown with low tide. Uh, kind of throwing some name arounds, a couple that, um, you know, maybe Gavin and Declan think you should steer clear of, maybe some uh, like DJ Chark and uh, uh, Mims, the rookie out mm-hmm. in Denver as well. And then a couple names that maybe you should be after, like the uh, uh, surprise performer from last week and in that aforementioned Miami blowout, uh, Devon Achan, uh down in Miami, he might be looking to get some more reps and some more touches moving forward here uh, as well. And if, if you missed that show yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, just like all our shows here on Sports 1440, you can go back and listen to them in podcast form, whether it be on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, you name it. Uh, and if you're looking for those links, they're all pinned right to the top of our at Sports 1440 Twitter page too. So mm-hmm. uh, go back and listen to any shows. And if you missed the Biz, uh, Biz Nasty interview, <laughs> uh, that hour three just got put up. So go back and track that down as well, whether it be us at the Kevin Carey Show, Fantasy Frenzy, Lowdown with Low Tide, or the Jason Greger Show. Hey, uh, Schlemmer, I can't remember. Did we ask you if you do fantasy back in previous shows? I don't anymore. You were I, in one? Did you, did you have a league? Play, uh, like when I was playing hockey, I would just donate my money. <laughs> did you and Biz, were you in a league together? I don't, know, I don't know if we had a league then. We had some sort of different format where you just picked winners every week. Well, I, I was better at that. I, I don't follow well enough once you, once you start having kids to yeah. keep up with all the waiver wires and trades and all that. Just, you get to watch Sunday football, though. I mean, you're well, not. You're well, not. Yeah, yeah, but, well, yeah. I mean, everybody gets to little, little downtime, don't they? Well, you bet. Wow, well, exactly. But I found that I didn't even wa- I didn't even enjoy watching the games anymore. I just had it on red zone the whole time, and I was either <laughs> cheering or yelling at the TV. Yeah, uh, Duke, your Houston Texans are home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, do you think that Houston can win its second in a row? Can it be? I would not count on it. I will not be betting on it. Uh, I will be keeping a close eye on a, a couple of my own fantasy players and big pieces for the future of the Texans as they look to get back to some more competitive status. Uh, rookie QB CJ Stroud uh, mm-hmm. setting some records of his own right. Most uh, pass attempts to start a career without an interception and uh, third all-time for most yards, uh, passing yards through three games as well. So uh, he's he's worth watching. Uh, I know you got Damian Pierce and Nico Collins on your team. Those are two exciting players. And then the, the upstart rookie, Tank Dell, out of uh, Houston Cougars program down there under Dana Holgerson. So, yeah, te- that, that game should be worth watching, I think, Sunday morning, but I won't don't think I'll be counting on a Texans win by any stretch. Uh, right now... Uh Looking at uh, the Doopies fantasy, I'm a 20-point underdog to the top team. Uh, we haven't even started, uh, and I'm a 20-point dog. That's not good. Uh, he basically has all – well, he had about five extra picks too, so I don't know, whatever. It's just – I might play if Duke manages my team. Really? Sounds like he knows what well, he's talking about. Duke, Duke comes in, yeah. Well, it's just, all a front, Dave. It's all, it's all fake. Well, I mean, don't get him to make decisions on uh, Nico Collins and Damian Pierce, though, Duke. I mean. God, I'm going to wear that one yes. for the rest of the season. I know, you are. The, the one that cost piece, me a victory. The People one specific <laughs> piece of fantasy advice you asked me for uh, in week two of the season, and now you're uh, you're tuned out of yeah. fantasy frenzy with uh, myself and Connor Halley. <laughs> Never again. Uh, 
Uh, hey, Kevin, did you give uh, the tickets away or not yet? Uh, yes, we did. That uh, comes in. Our text line was just jammed at the start. Uh, so uh, once again, thanks uh, to Greg uh, for getting all that uh, lined up. And Duke, uh, you got everything taken care of? The- everything's Everything's yeah. been worked. Tickets sent across. Randy's got them. Uh, he said he's taken his daughter. I believe his daughter's name is Brooklyn. Okay. Um, he said, "Gonna gonna go to take his daughter to a game. Should be a great time. And and after seeing the Oilers lineups, should be you know fingers crossed a, a nice high output performance from the Oilers. And I would think a win, which is always an added bonus for when you're taking the kids to the game. Uh, for sure. Uh, we wanted also to update the uh, Sports Central uh, um, Sports 1440 bike drive. Um, we're just a little bit low of where we'd like to be actually, and uh, we've got one more week to go. So we've almost we're almost at 500 bikes that uh, we've." Uh, people have donated so thank you very much to our listeners uh you can donate them on saturday bring them down to four loca- four locations uh in edmonton let me grab this paper that was way over on the other side of the desk uh, so again at united sports cycle revolution cycle bonnie dune shopping center and london dairy mall so you can drop those uh, bikes off on saturday send them out to, to those locations um, the technicians will grab them, they'll service them, they'll get everything ready. Uh, now, the other thing that we have going is a, is a pretty neat uh, part of the, the bike drive, and that's uh, the Stingray Little Miracles Trust Fund. So uh, the trust fund is going to donate 5000 bucks to purchase bikes. So we'd like uh, our, our listeners to uh, try to help out any way they can to uh, donate cash or bikes to Sports Central. Uh, we'd love to get our goals of, of the of the thousand bikes that we had at the start of the year. So uh, hopefully our listeners can come through. Uh, Dave, what else? You got five minutes left. What really rang your bell about this show today besides Biz Nasty? Or I guess he would (laughs) have. Probably Biz Nasty coming back at me for chirping. He chirped you hard or what? No, not really. No, I mean, but you guys were roommates, right? We were roommates, yeah, for Um, a full year. And... Like, you guys never got in, into any trouble or anything, right? Never, never. Come on! Really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a couple late nights. Yeah. Well, for sure. That happens all the time. Yeah, um, yeah a lot of texts coming in, and there were some that we couldn't really parlay about biz, but um, <laughs> some that we could, that we did. Uh, we appreciate all your texts at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. 401 1440 I mean, he's, as I said, he's a polarizing guy. And it's did you did, did you ever think again when you were playing with him and you know you living with him and rooming with him? Think of where he is now. I mean, maybe not this far, but guys were starting to talk. Like I remember at the end of my time in Phoenix, like you know, like we would all like try to go to a bar in Phoenix, mm-hmm. and Biz was the guy who could get you in. He's the one in the scene. He knows everybody and. And it was one of the end of the years he was on TSN all of a sudden. We're like, look at this. Like, Biz is on TSN analyzing hockey. Like, wow, like maybe he does know what he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, he said uh, in his own words, you know, he got onto Twitter early. Yeah. He got onto the social uh, aspect and he turned himself into like a social media sensation. That's what he is. Yeah. I That's think, what he uh, was at the start. Scotty Upshaw got mm-hmm. him into Twitter. Yeah. And then he was just hilarious on there. And yeah, he started having a pretty good following. Might have tweeted a couple offside things. Yes. I got him in a little bit of trouble from Tip 
we won't go into that, <laughs> but I wasn't supposed to tweet about any of the players anymore. Um, what, what, uh, when's the last time you talked to Uppy, Scotty Upshaw? Oh, it's been years, honestly. Hmm. I can really? Tell. I don't because he had a podcast going too. I think just recently. yeah, they do him and Shane O'Brien do the missing curfew. It's actually pretty good too. Um, text comes in for Schlemmer from Nick. The Brew Jays missed you in the playoffs. What's that all about? <laughs> oh, Is that an old <laughs> slow pitch team? Yeah, it's our slow pitch team. And what happened? I missed a few games. <laughs> <laughs> Schlemmer, what league did you guys play in uh, here in the city? When you were playing slow pitch all these years, uh, that was Samsa, one in St. Albert there. Oh, like down at the that big field, like under the lights and stuff. Yeah, you. Oh, bet. okay, yeah. I was just like the Brew Jays, pretty popular uh, really? slow pitch team name oh. across all leagues and stuff, and for good reason. It's a it's a good one. I was just because I think I played against a few over my time, but I was just playing uh, um, cross like CCRHL or, or pardon me, Edmonton Sport and Social League. Here in the city, I played one game for a men's league team up in St. Albert. That's a really cool facility up there. Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know where you find all the time, Duke. I really don't. Between <laughs> well, the, this is in my younger days, oh. Kevin, before I was getting up at uh, four thirty in the morning to come and run the program here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll be. But everything else, I think this farming for love thing, we've really got to, we really have to check into this. What was your buddy that wanted to, he was made Well, no, I signed him up. I, oh, okay, I filled yeah. out the application for him and submitted, and he got through <laughs> a, a wave of whatever production vetting and got a call for an interview. But then he's like, well, I can't come and film during September and October because yeah. I will be, you know, combining and putting up my own harvest. So what what could have been for my good friend Denton out in uh, Mundare, Alberta? <laughs> Man, uh, thanks everybody for listening today. Uh, we started things off this morning with George Richards from Florida Hockey Now. Uh, great conversation with Al Coates, uh, knows everything baseball in Edmonton, right from uh, all the way back to days when he was calling games with Mark Spector uh, to the uh, Trappers and, and now the Riverhawks, uh, a great story in our city for sure. Uh, Speck uh, on the mark uh, every day at 8 o'clock for Booster Juice. Uh, Quinn Phillips and Cody Lamb, uh, Edmonton Pro Rodeo. So, yeah, the dude that texted in and said I was mean to Quinn, please, we're very close friends, so don't, you're taking it all the wrong way. Uh, David Schlemko, our co-host, every uh, Wednesday from 9 to 11, brought in Biz Nasty, our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. Uh Biz Nasty, the NHL on TNT, Spit and Chicklets and all that jazz. And then we close things out with Shai Davidi um, as well from Blue Jays Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, Schlemmer, uh, you know, watch that Oilers game tonight, I assume. It's on YouTube, Sportsnet 1 tonight. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks for grabbing Biz Nasty for us. Appreciate it. Anytime. Uh, thanks to- for having me. Yeah, tomorrow, Ladislav Schmid will be our co-host, as he is on Thursdays. Coming up uh, is uh, Fantasy Frenzy with... Former Rush F. T-Bird. Connor Halley and the Duke of Delburn. Uh, Brandon Douglas. Uh, then it'll be the lowdown with low tide at 12. Jason Greger takes you home 2-6. to six. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening this morning. Keep her between the ditch. It's time now for a sports update with the Duke.